Hello and welcome back to Run Up the Score, Bo Mollet, Ben Bachman, in person, recapping week 9 of the NFL and previewing week 10, right? Uh, sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing. So, Ben, Ben, oh, Ben, oh, Ben. Um, in the NFL this week, we had a lot of, a lot of weird stuff happen. It was another, it's second straight week, betting was terrible. Yes. Like, nothing. Do we know anything about the NFL? Uh, Here's what what we know. We know that the NFL has always been in any given Sunday, and that you always have one of those weeks. And it just so happens one of those weeks has happened back-to-back weeks. I just want to say that I might be the best gambler on the planet. Okay. Because... Everyone knows it's impossible. Like, all not all your picks are going to hit, you know? Yeah. It's about just as impossible for all of them not to hit. And that's what I've done for two weeks, is I've put bets in, and none of them have hit. Yeah, uh, I had four pretty solid picks. Uh, three of them I was expecting to at least, you know, hit two out of three. Um you know, there's always that one game that doesn't quite go your way, but three of them I was pretty solid on. All three of them missed. And then try to do a little desperate play. Never do that, okay? I was just being dumb, and I got burned. Um, no, you do that sometimes. I've done it before, and it's worked out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, again, this is back-to-back weeks. I had one for the Monday night game. One for the money, two for the show. Yeah, I had a Monday night desperate heave, and then I had a... Uh, Sunday night this past week kind of heave, and both those have failed. Um, but betting NBA has got me back on track a little bit. And so, this guy knows nothing about the NBA, so take that. I mean, like, if you you're better off knowing nothing than gambling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you would have had to have known nothing. That's true. To, like bet the Jaguars on a money line. Like, yeah. Anyone who bet the Jaguars <laughs> on a money line. Knows nothing about it. <laughs> but they know something. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to say, I didn't bet it. Because I just couldn't bring myself to bet the Jaguars. But, by golly, I would have won that big. <laughs> the pride of saying, I like the Jaguars in that game. At minus 14 and a, or at plus 14 and a half. You know, I'll take that. That that was as close to a win as I got all Sunday. Yeah, it was miserable, miserable week. Oh my gosh, I, I've had two weeks in a row now. I wake up on Monday and I just feel like I got kicked in the teeth, and not even kicked in the teeth. I feel like I got kicked in the stomach because it makes me want to throw up. But the, <laughs> I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. How did none? I picked five games. They all missed. <laughs> Five games, Ben. You know how hard it is to pick five games and get them all wrong? Uh, yeah. 
Because, uh, oh, what, what were some... Because the, the games I picked, I picked Baltimore to cover, which shouldn't have covered, but then it looked like it was going to, and then it didn't. Um, yeah, it's Cincinnati. Dallas, which... Yeah, it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati as well. Cincinnati got railed by the Browns. So The Cowboys got destroyed by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. What were some other games I would... I took the Chiefs and they covered the they covered for fifty eight minutes of that game and then they gave up a touch a giving touchdown late and their offense stunk and so they didn't cover. See, I need to start betting the games that I can't pull the trigger on because I I, I from what I'm thinking I would have been two for two at this point. Jaguars I couldn't pull the trigger on and the Packers I couldn't pull the trigger on. And then I had I had the Rams so heavy. And they stunk it up at home. See, I, I want to say on the last podcast I leaned at Tennessee, but I I can't remember. I for doubt sure. you did. I Derrick mean, Henry I, was out. I mean, I I don't know. I I'd have to go back and listen to it, but I can. Mm, I'm not entirely sure where I had. That. You said you said I can't bet. I know that you said I can't bet that until I see Tennessee without Derrick Henry. That is okay. Okay. So I gave Tennessee a fair shot. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't believe that line was only a... I gotta, here's what I got to start doing. I got to start looking at the lines and going, I cannot believe that that line is only minus seven and then take plus seven. Mm-hmm. Because if it makes no sense to me, there's a reason why. Yeah. Uh, like the four, the four and a half the, the week before with the Buccaneers, like it was like, how are the Buccaneers only favored by four and a half after what New Orleans just did? And the New Orleans beat them. Yeah. Like, I got to start taking the lines that make no sense the opposite way. I mean, maybe for a quick... Because there's going to be a week where the world is going to start making sense again, and then you're just going to get burned by, you know, betting against that's what true. doesn't make sense. That's, that's true. That is what I said. I said, I'm staying away for at least a couple weeks and seeing if things start turning back to normal. I will say... um, you know, like Belichick, they, they always say the season starts after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so after Thanksgiving, I think that's when you're going to see the good teams that you think are going to do stuff. Mm-hmm. They're really going to be locked in and doing what you think they're going to do. Um, there's going to be less unpredictability, right? There's always this point. Start of the season, I think, is pretty predictable. Yeah. I mean, like start of the season, granted, like week one isn't predictable. Week one's a little bit of a struggle. I think you go... I think I think I think summon two yeah week three is about a solid start yeah like week and I even do well in week one and two but like the like I, you're never you're never as bad as the last two weeks no absolutely you go like you go weeks weeks one and two you're feeling it out yeah but you have a decent idea of what to expect mm-hmm. um because teams return with different stuff unless they've like completely changed their team you got a decent idea of what to expect yeah. Um, weeks three through six, I think, are pretty standard. Yes. Like, you can, you have a pretty good idea what's going on. Yeah. This week seven through 11 stage, like, it's anybody's game. It's It's, all the weird stuff happens in the middle. And then week 12 to seven or 18 now should be pretty, yeah, laid out. It, I would I would like to say these are like the dog days of the NFL, where it's like baseball always has that dog days of July and August, where you know just things don't quite happen the way you expect it, and that's just because these athletes have been at it for a while and yeah. the end's not quite in sight yet. 
Um, I'm sure the NBA has like that little dog days period where it's like. That's why I don't pay like, too much attention to the regular season part of it. I always focus it on postseason because I know everyone's playing hard. Yes. In in the regular season, not, everyone's just kind of playing. And you and you know two thirds of the league makes the playoffs, so there's really not really a need to play super hard, especially right now. Yeah. So I I, I think where we're in right now with the NFL, I think that's where we're at. It's kind of like the dog days of the NFL. Yeah. I will say in the regular season, stats are easy for the most part. Player mm-hmm. stats, you can you can probably guess a lot of player stats correctly in the regular season because they're all averages. Yeah. Um. So you just take. What you think the take the average is what you think they're going to be. Postseason are a little trickier to get just because team teams are strategizing differently. They're playing each other multiple times. They're, this this game they didn't focus on Anthony Davis, and this game they're focusing in on Anthony Davis. So he has a different you know outcome. There's not. I mean, like you still have averages and players yeah. that are good, and they have. And you, what you expect from them, but it's just it's less predictable than in the regular season when everyone's just kind of letting everyone do their thing. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, what time do you have to? What time do you have to go? You have to be back at three, right? I mean, give or take an hour. <laughs> give or take an hour. Well, I mean, it's not emergency. I need to be home at this time. Okay. It's, I just want to make sure as we get I through this. I would like to be home by this time. Okay, you would like to be home by three. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one I will say before the at the very start of the week, I did get one game right. I almost got it wrong, but I got it right, and it was the Colts Jets. Oh, that was a that was a night. Nice, I, you were at the game. I was at the game. It was a <laughs> uh, it was um, it had my intention or attention all the way through. It shouldn't. It have. shouldn't have. It shouldn't. Have. <laughs> but it had my attention all the way through. Oh my gosh! Listen, the Mike White. Has you know goes out against the Bengals, beats the Bengals as mm. the Jets beats the Bengals, and mm. he's four hundred yards, three touchdowns. I mean, came out of nowhere. No one heard of Mike White before that game. Yeah, and here we and here he comes into Indianapolis, and I don't know what was it second drive he hurts his wrist. Yeah, and he's out for the rest of the game. Yeah, and then we are on a third string Jets quarterback, and I'm like, this game is over. There's no way that both their second and their third string are better than their first round pick, Zach Wilson. Yeah. And I would argue, Zach Wilson, why is he playing quarterback for the Jets? They got two quarterbacks better than him and behind him. Yeah. And not to mention, like, I think Joe Flacco could give Zach Wilson the run for his money for well, yeah. the third string spot, you know? No kidding. Uh, but no, I think uh, Mike White, uh, I, I don't know what to think of Mike White. Um, We'll there's never like, know what no, no, we'll never know what to think of Mike White. Well, I mean, he's start he's planning on starting this week. Yeah, he's starting on this week, and there's just not a whole lot of film on him. Yeah. Usually, with these backup quarterbacks who play really well and that no one's ever heard of, they usually come back down to earth here a little bit after about three or four weeks. Maybe his next appearance against Bill Belichick. Have the Jets already played the Patriots twice? I don't think they played him twice, but I know they played him once. I think. Yeah. Um, I know I, they. I know they played him once. I think. That's what I'm going to say there. <laughs> I actually do think I think they have played him twice already. I know they played the, I think the Patriots was, have played the Dolphins twice. I know I feel I feel like the Patriots have played the Jets twice because I feel like the first one it wasn't a blowout, but Zach Wilson threw like four interceptions, and then the second time it was an absolute blowout. Mm. And see, I think the Patriots played the Jets early in the season, and then they just played them here a couple weeks ago. Okay, but anyway, but once the film gets out on Mike White. 
teams are going to be able to figure out, okay, he struggles with this, so we're going to make him do this, or we're going to defend this area because he's su successful at doing this. So I think he's going to come back down to earth, okay? I, I think he's a little overinflated at the moment, but he's been doing pretty good. Um, as for the third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson, um, he's not a popular name in the quarterback's room, but like, if you really follow the NFL... He's been around the league. He's like the journeyman of backup quarterbacks. Like Brian Fitzpatrick's like the journeyman for starting quarterbacks in terms of a pinch. Josh Johnson's like the same thing, only backup. He never really gets that chance to start, but people respect him as a quarterback um, in terms of a backup. And not to mention he, he is quite mobile, so um, I, I think that kind of threw the Colts in for a loop there. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what to make of that Colts and Jets game. I so here's what I make of it. Um, one, Jonathan Taylor is amazing. He had 172 yards rushing. He, he had two touchdowns. He busted one for 78. Like phenomenal game for Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah. Um, Heinz even had a great game. Yeah, Heinz even had a great game. I had so many things going into a parlay that I thought, and I ended up picking a few, and the ones, of course, that I picked didn't hit. Yeah. Um, everything else hit. I'm sure Mac would have had a heyday too. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, so the Colts put up 45 points, and you think, oh my gosh, we are so good, mm. and uh, and then what was it? Is what was it? 42 to. 30, Forty-two to ten. Forty-two to ten. The final score was forty-five to thirty. Like the and the Jets were driving at the end. Yeah. Like, um. So the the line was ten and a half. So that's what kept you interested. The Jets just second half they just moved the ball. They went down the field, touchdown, down the field, touchdown. They were coming back down the field trying to get a touchdown, and uh, and they just didn't get it. Yeah. Um. And 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 the and so the Colts covered. Uh, somehow they—I mean—they should have the you know the entire time. Well, they should have and they shouldn't have at the at the same time. Yeah, because they at forty-two ten they were lucky. They should have they, they, that final drive. They shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> they um, I don't know what happened. Here, so here's what you know. Here's the other thing: is everyone Carson Wentz played phenomenal, you mm -hmm. know. And you know you can say that you know last week I was pretty hard on Carson Wentz on here. You were. I was. And I, I was. And I was hard on Frank Reich and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and I don't want them to think for one second that a win over the Jets changes my opinion. Okay? <laughs> look, 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 look at this. Look at this. We've beaten the Dolphins, who can't win a game. We've beaten the Texans, who can't win a game. We've beaten the Jets, who eh, win an occasional game, but it's really weird if they do. And and who who's our other one? The Niners who can't win a game? Like, come on. Hey, hey, hey. You gotta give the Jets props. They beat the Titans. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course neither can the Rams or the Chiefs or the Bills. <laughs> but the Jets can for crying out loud. Oh my gosh. With Derrick Henry. Yeah. I just uh, yeah, a win over the and especially let's not lose lose track of the fact that our defense gave up thirty points to the Jets and probably should have given up thirty eight. Okay, the, the uh, I don't know what the defense was doing against the Jets and the and their and their. Let me reiterate this: their third string quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't. Here, here's where I'll defend. Of course you will. Well, just just trying to give a, you know me. I like to see things from the other side. Oh, a little bit of devil's advocate. Oh, of course. I know Ben so well. He loves doing that. <laughs> but he, here's where I'll defend it. Okay, so it was about forty-two to ten with about ten minutes, or not ten minutes, two minutes left to go in the third quarter. Yeah. So there usually teams react in one to two ways. A team like the Jets would probably try to play a little bit more conservative and just try to get to the next week. Um, and without injuries. And the team like the Colts would probably want to do the same thing. Just keep the clock moving and just try to stay healthy for the next week. Like a team that's up 42 to 10 is not going to put the hammer down and continue to get up to like 70 points a game. And the Jets, they're probably going to do the same thing because, you know, at 42 to 10, it looks like they're out of it. I'll give the Jets props though. They did not do that. They wanted to do whatever they could to get back in that game and try to win it. And the Colts, they just kind of, they kind of understood that this game is over and they're not going to have enough time for the comeback. And so they just played it very conservative. Like, they hardly ever blitzed in that fourth quarter. I think they did once, and even then they got burned. Um, But, yeah, it was just the Colts... From that two-minute mark in the third quarter, we're just prevent defense, keep everything in front of you. And the Jets were taking everything the Colts were giving to them. Check down. Like, most of their yards were check downs. Like, they would check down five and outs, and then they would just turn up field because all the Colts defenders are in the backfield. Or, not the backfield, but deep zone. So, I, I, I think it was just the case of the Jets coach just wanting to keep some positive positivity, keep some momentum, trying to rally his team after getting throttled for, uh, like, over two and a half quarters and just trying to build momentum. And as a Colts, and in the Colts' perspective, you don't really know what to do in that situation. It's like, okay, they're going to try to keep scoring. Do we need to try to keep scoring? Or <laughs> I mean, come on, Ben. You're, you're up 42 to 10, though. You don't want to run up the score. Like, I'm sorry. It's the NFL. You can run up the score. But, I don't know what you're trying to say there. But, the, uh... I've seen lots of defenses that play prevent. Like, they don't give up three touchdowns. <laughs> in pre... Or, or potentially four, as, as we're looking at it. Just doing prevent the whole rest of the way. Like, the, like there is some resistance... Well, you know, just if you, like, look at the game film, that's all they're doing is five and outs and getting upfield. They're getting five yards of play and driving it all the way down the I field. know, but why, but where is the adjustment? Why are we, why were we content to just give up five touchdowns? Well, I think after about the first or the second touchdown, it's, it's a little bit difficult to, like, just say, okay, we're cruising to a win, and then all of a sudden flip that switch back on. Colts came out, they flipped this, they were like on fire, flipped the switch, and then it's like, okay, cruise control, let's not do anything stupid, keep ourselves healthy, and then all of a sudden, it's like the Jets have the ball again, and they're, if they go down and score, they're an onside kick away from making this game interesting, it's hard to flip that switch back on, like, you know. Is that coaching? It's not really coaching, it's just a mental aspect, because it's like, you're fired up. No, no, it's not coaching. <laughs> is that... Come on. It's not coaching. Uh, 
it, it's hard to psych yourself up that you know, oh, it's a fourteen point game. We need to start playing hard again after you were just like, who's okay, calling this is the plays? Win. This is not just a. This isn't Madden where it's just as simple as oh, we're gonna start doing some aggressive play calling again. Like these are you know actual people out there who need to like who have mentally checked out already, and now they need to check back in. And I'm uh, just saying, where's the? <clears throat> we stayed in prevent. Mm-hmm. After two touchdowns, why do you not switch to? Okay, we're gonna come off the prevent, and we're gonna start. We're gonna blitz here, or we're gonna we're gonna do some more man, or we're gonna play them tighter in the zone. Like, what? What? Where's the adjustment? Look, uh, I think there. I think there was a little bit of adjustment on that final drive. Um, I mean, that's the reason why we had like three interceptions, but two of them got called back. Um, and so, so I do think there was some adjusting there. But, in regardless, like, even Frank Wright came out at the press conference and says we need to do a better job closing out a game. Like, you know, he acknowledges that that can't happen. Um, but it's it's difficult because you're in that prevent, and prevent is supposed to help you defend against the pass, and you knew the Jets were going to throw up. Yeah. But they were taking these... Check down an intermediate route. So do the, so do like the prevent. Use the safeties to use the safeties and corners to prevent, and do man underneath with the linebackers so that they don't give up these just little underneath crap. I don't know. I mean, look, look. We also got to acknowledge our secondary is always terrible. Our, yeah, our secondary is terrible. So, you know, if they've already mentally checked out, you know. Josh Johnson's going to throw for 300 yards against us. Like, <laughs> you you don't turn the switch back. You know, as much as I love Darius Leonard, he's not a cover linebacker. He is, I'm going to make the tackle, I'm going to knock the ball out, or I'm going to blitz and knock out your quarterback. Uh, he does have quite a few interceptions, I'll give him that, but it's like... Darius, I hope you hear this. Yeah. I will, and if you want, you can send us. Oh yeah, if, I, I, if Darius you, Leonard if you, is so going to if, just rip me a new one because he if, cares about what if, I say. If, I'm if, up the if, if you want, I will personally send you Ben's address. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to him yourself. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you trying to be suck up yet? You just constantly rip on their defense about how terrible they are. Oh, hold on, <laughs> Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is the exception. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore. Those are the exceptions. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. else sucks, and I will talk to any of them. Oh. <laughs> will you now? <laughs> will you now? Okara K, I need you to step it up. Oh. <laughs> um, Odell was released to be on waivers on Monday. Uh, he wants to join a contender. He cleared the waivers. They reworked his contract so that no one would claim him on waivers because he wanted the ability to choose where he goes. Um, right now, coming in this morning, it says he's down to three options. I don't know if you saw this, Ben, but his three options are the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints. Now, if I were to ask you which one doesn't belong... <laughs> I mean, it's the Chiefs, right? You think he's going to the Chiefs? No, no, the Chiefs don't belong. Wait, what are you talking about? 
I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna help the Chiefs. What do you mean? Do the Chiefs need another weapon? Have you not heard anybody talk about? There was someone who was talking about how like they really miss Sammy Watkins. Who they don't have anyone who fills that role like the way he did. I haven't heard that, but like uh, here's here's my thing for Odell. For yeah. Odell's sake, do you think he's gonna go? Well, I'm gonna go with Trevor Simeon instead of Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, his whole career his problems been he's got terrible quarterback play. Well, I I think. New Orleans fits because it fits the culture, and you're not going to stick with Trevor Simeon, like the entirety of his tenure in New Orleans. Well, yeah, but so Taysom Hill, who I mean, you're taking him over Mahomes. Jameis Winston will be back next year. Next year, I don't think. Oh, like you got to think long. And you're going Jameis Winston over Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Well. Patrick Mahomes, don't get me wrong, he has not been Patrick Mahomes, so uh, nothing's guaranteed here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you don't know if he's going to be there next year. I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, and that's and that's on both parties now. Like, no, but to be fair, I would say. I would say there is. I would give a high. I'm about eighty five percent sure Aaron Rodgers is a Packer next year, and I think in a, getting Odell would only help that. I mean, yes, but like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a completely different story up to this point. Um, but yeah, I think the Saints just fit him the best. I mean, it's quote unquote. Home, well, I don't know if it's home for him, but he went to college at LSU, right? Yeah, I think I think he's from that area. Yeah, went to college at LSU. Uh, you know, New Orleans, it's a party area. Oh my gosh, you what? Odell likes to party. Okay, I'm just trying to oh piece my. it together. Come on, is he not a party person? He likes to have fun. He okay, doesn't have hey, to be where he, he plays. I mean, hey, if my players are gonna party, I'd rather than have them. Be here than elsewhere. You can go to Paris. No, I do not want my wide receiver that I paid a whole bunch of money for to go to Paris. Not in the middle of the season, in the off season. I mean, Giants went to the playoffs and he went down to Miami, so I mean. Yeah. That's, that's the a, middle of the season. That's a short flight. Oh my goodness. Come no, on. No. You're, I'd you're, rather you're him, too hard on this guy. I'd rather him. You're a you part know, of that. Not, you're not, a part of that crowd, aren't you? You just think Odell's a pain in the butt. I mean, he can be a pain in the butt to deal with. Oh, come on. Get out of oh, here. Oh, he is. He's been, been nothing is, but good since he got to Cleveland, aside from these last couple weeks where it's been obvious that he needs to get out. Nothing but good? He has done nothing for Cleveland. I nothing. mean, behavior-wise, he's been fine. You haven't heard anything from him? He's been a well, model citizen. Been, well, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's Johnny Manziel. Uh, I'm just saying the guy likes the party. And the guy had a history in New York of going and partying at places or causing problems. Well, not not ter- not terrible on. problems. I'll be fair. It's not terrible problems, but he can the camera's on him in a lot of situations. Let's say that. Um I think that helps in Green Bay. Cuz you know cuz you know who else has the camera on him a lot? Aaron Rodgers. That's something they could work with each other on. Same with Mahomes. He's not getting that with Jameis Winston. 
No one cares about Jameis Winston. Well, I think I think New Orleans could also look to get a new quarterback. Like New New Orleans is not locked. So so New so, Orleans is not locked in on. Uh, but so then, the certainty that New Orleans gets another quarterback next year is the same certainty that you have as Aaron Rodgers going to be in Green Bay. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, where so would I rather so would I want to go? Where would I rather go to Green Bay this year with Aaron Rodgers? You're thinking way too short term, though, dude. He it's about championships. Where he said he wants to go to a contender, go to Green Bay, get your ring. What happens happens. You got you're not getting a ring with the Saints this year. Okay, but what if the Saints were to land Aaron Rodgers? Like. What if? I don't, that's what are the chances, Ben? It's I just, I'd say just, there's a better chance Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay than he is in New Orleans. Also, also, I'm at, that I'll agree with because I just don't see Aaron Rodgers ending up. You're, in New you're leaving it. Both of them are up to chance, but you got a much solider so, short term plan here. So, your short term plan, okay, that's fine. But what if Odell's thinking long term? Okay, where does he want to be in the long term? Where does he want to spend his time? Does he want to go? And spend time in Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Or does it want to be in New Orleans, where the weather's nice all year long? Except for hurricanes. Fit, where it fits his personality. Except for hurricanes and they can't play in their stadium. What are you talking about? Nice weather all year round. Okay, it's nice weather all year round. You might have one bad week. but absolutely. One bad week? They didn't play for a month in their stadium. Oh, but I'm sure, I'm sure the weather... I'm, you know, that was the Katrina? That was the, Ever heard of it? That, those were the... <laughs> The reason why they weren't able to play is because of the damages of the hurricane. I'm sure the oh weather my. was fine outside of that month or outside of that week. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get canceled. My <laughs> gosh. Come on, Ben. The, I get he's from – but is Odell putting his entire career goals – to the side is because he wants just to win one Super Bowl because no, but it's to this. but it is to win one. But imagine this—he's <laughs> imagine not doing this. it in New Orleans. Imagine this—he gets he goes to Green Bay and he gets locked in on a three-year contract, and then Aaron Rodgers bolts us the next year, or after the end of the season. Then he's stuck with Jordan Love in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where it's what makes you think cold. he's going to sign a three-year deal? What if he just signs a one? What if the Packers that's all they offer? Well, they probably go to the Chiefs. I don't. What do you want? What do you want? Why is this, Why do you think everyone's going to offer Odell just a one-year contract? If it's a receiver of that caliber, they might just try to lock him in long term. Right now, his value is as low as it's ever been. They're probably going to give him a prove-it deal. I mean, I don't think. I don't know. I, I feel. I I will say. A team like New Orleans would probably offer him more. Well, I don't know what their cap situation is because it was all a mess after Breeze left. But I would say New Orleans would probably offer him more because they're desperate. Packers and Chiefs aren't. So, I mean, it's... Do you want to... And if you're Odell, do I want the three-year deal at home? But I know this team's desperate. So, or am I going to take a team that I think has a real shot at being good. Well, I think I think that's the question that Odell has to answer for himself. I feel like I'm not saying what I would do. I'm saying what I think Odell would end up doing. I think he. I think the Saints are probably the front runner 
I I would be shocked if he goes to the Saints over the Chiefs and the Packers. Now, wasn't Seattle in the mix? I don't know where they came from, but today it was Chiefs, Saints, and Packers. Okay. But even Seattle makes more sense than the Saints. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I would say Seattle should be the front runner. Any well, hold on now. The the only thing that makes sense for Odell is to go somewhere with a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and if if you're so he needs to think long term, Kansas City's locked into Mahomes for ten years, Ben. No, no, that's not what I'm saying though. But like I think I think this is bigger than just Who's got the best team and who's got the best quarterback? It's no, it's way that should that if if I'm Odell, that should be the standard. Well, because uh, here's the thing, because I don't think that is the standard. I think it's way bigger than that. No, but uh, it should be because if I'm Odell, I'm a wide receiver, and I've never had like okay, I'm sorry, Eli Manning will be a Hall of Famer. He was not good with Odell. I mean, he was good with Odell. I think he had about one good year with Odell. But but I, I, Odell was good with him. Mm-hmm. But Eli was... No one's arguing that Eli was a phenomenal player for the last five years of his career. Right? Can we... Like, we can... I mean... Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Odell has never... And I like Baker. Baker's not Mahomes. Baker's not Rodgers. Baker's not Wilson. Odell Beckham, this is this is the Randy Moss trajectory. Phenomenal in Minnesota. Things get thrown sideways in Oakland, and he comes to New England with Tom Brady and has rejuvenates his career. Phenomenal in New York. Things go sideways in Cleveland, and he goes and teams up with Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes and rejuvenates his career. Like there, I think Odell's still a great player, but he's got to find someone, you know, someone with a system and, and a quarterback that can make the most of him. Do you know how much fun Matt LaFleur or Andy Reid would have with Odell Beckham Jr. in their offense? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But I, in my personal opinion, I think this is going to be a decision that Odell Beckham is going to think long and hard about, and it's not going to come down to who has the best quarterback, who has the best team. So you think he's care- he cares more about partying than his legacy? No, it's not about partying. It's about where he fits. I don't think... I think Odell is sick of living in the Midwest. Like... I mean, he could Cle- be. Like, he never liked Cleveland. Everyone knows that. Like, he never liked being in Cleveland. But you know what? He never fit the system. But, he never fit the culture. I think he needs out of the Midwest. But you know what fixes that? Winning. Winning I get it. Winning fixes everything. Well, I think at, no, specifically, and and I, I forget who it was. Maybe, uh, maybe Shannon Sharp. Okay. If you're a receiver, the first thing that fixes it is your stats. The second thing that fixes it is your contract. And then the third thing that fixes it is winning. And if he's with Mahomes or Rodgers, he's going to get his stats. He's going to get his, his his contracts. And he's going to be winning probably. I don't think he's going to get his contract with the Chiefs, if I'm being honest. Well, why wouldn't he get his contract with the Chiefs? Well, because the Chiefs are... Odell Beckham's the bottom of the totem pole for getting his contract. The Chiefs, you don't understand. Once Magic Mahomes' contract starts really kicking in, they're going to be pushed up against the cap. Who are they going to sign? 
Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all other pieces on their defense that they absolutely need. How old's Odell? I, I don't know now off the top of my head. Let oh. me look. Let me look. He's like, what, 28? I think he, I'd, I'd say he's a little older than that. He is 29. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and as of November 5th, he's 29. Oh, um, even better. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's 32. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm saying, you know, they're going to resign Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey at that point, what I don't, let me see what his, uh, let's see. He is, I don't have his, his contract doesn't come right up, but, um, I mean, his contract's going to run out and he's going to be what? 34, 35, 36. At that point, does he not take less to stay in Kansas City with Mahomes? I mean, come on. I mean, we, we've known lots of players that leave good systems and good quarterbacks. And you know, with all these cap gymnastics there are, the, the, like, that's that's not up to Odell and the rest of the team. Like, the GM, like, they'll figure out a way to pay Odell. You would think. You, yeah. You, you would think. But that's not always how the world works. And I'm just saying, Odell Beckham is not going to be high on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. In terms of fixing, uh, you know, keeping around in cap room. Because there's a reason why they let Sammy Watkins go. Why is that? Well, it's probably because Sammy Watkins wanted too much. Sammy, I, I mean, yeah, Sammy Watkins could get more money elsewhere. But Sammy Watkins was also, what, 25? 25? I mean, that's young. That's what I mean. He hadn't gotten paid yet. Travis Kelsey, if he's 36, will have come off with two big contracts. And he's going to not be as effective. He's going to probably offer... He won't. He probably won't demand as much to be in the same... Think of the benefits that Travis Kelsey gets if he has Tyreek Hill and Odell on either side of him. With Patrick Mahomes. I mean, people said the same thing, you know, when Odell was in Cleveland. But, you know, it didn't really work out that way. Uh, I mean... That's a different story, but the, <laughs> I'm talking about you have a pantheon quarterback with a great offensive quote coach like the, you know, I mean, it just I don't see the only way if if he picks the Saints, it's because he values lifestyle and partying more than he does football. I don't even think it's that simple either. I think Odell Beckham needs to get out of the Midwest. I don't think it fits him. Like, but what you what, can go to the what, LA, you can go to LA in the off season. I don't. Okay. What do you want? I mean, but let, let me tell you this. Let me lock tell you in this. for four months. But let me tell you this. What if I were to tell you I'm going to get up and move to Los Angeles? What would you say? Okay. What do you mean? The, <laughs> what in your mind do, do I do I feel Los Angeles? Would I survive in Los Angeles? Do you think I, I would? I mean, I think you could. Mm. Uh, although I will say I don't know how you survive period <laughs> okay what about a specific uh, other person we know I don't want to say his name but lives just down the road over there 
Would he survive in Los Angeles? Okay, yeah. He's... I'm gonna, he might. <sighs> exactly. Um. <laughs> All right, so the point being here is that where you live matters. And I think Odell Beckham just does not fit Midwest. Like, you know, move out... Move, do you think Aaron... You know, if any of the Los Angeles teams, like, let's say... Do you think Aaron Rodgers fits Midwest? No, he doesn't. That's why I have a hard time believing that he's going to stay in Green Bay. Like... I think he's fine in the Midwest. Maybe, would he prefer to... I think he would prefer... He would love to be able to play for the Niners or Rams or Chargers or, you know... Yeah. Yeah. I think he would love to. Yeah. But guess what? He's not. He's fine in Green Bay. Like, it's, it's, it's not... I mean, come on. It's the, it's the, I think no, you're making no. more out of it than it is. These guys can go to LA in the offseason. They got, they play, they play September, October, November, December, January. Mm-hmm. Five, they have seven months to be wherever they want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a place that I think might work. Well, you're probably going to rip me for this one. You know, maybe Carolina. You know, I know they weren't on the schedule. Look, it's a nice coastal team. Does, he just wants to throw away his career. Got it. Like you, you like Sam what Darnold you, needs another weapon. I mean, Sam Sam Darnold's his own weapon. I mean, Come on, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold turned that weapon on himself. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I mean, I, I, I at least Sam Darnold will give him a chance to make a play uh, and just not avoid him. Um, I mean. <laughs> You're crazy. I, Arizona? Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm focused, I'm focused on Chiefs, Packers, Saints because that's what I was told is the report. Yeah, and I think... I would say New Orleans is probably the front runner. I would think he would be insane to take New Orleans over either of the other two. Because there will be quarterbacks on the market. Like, obviously, like you know, Trevor Simeon, not ideal for... A game, but or for the rest of the season, but and here's here's the other thing though, Ben. Like, Green Bay is Midwest. Yes. Kansas City's Midwest. Yes. It's not Cleveland Midwest, and it's not like in the NFL right now because of Mahomes, Chiefs and Packers are two of the biggest brands. Like I get it, I get you'll, it. You'll be on national TV. Get your sponsorships. Get all your stuff. Like, he played in New York. Like, New York's a whole different animal. But it's not like... It's not like Odell's afraid of cold weather. It's not like Odell's, you know, struggles under the spotlight. Like, this is... Uh, He's used to it, I mean. All eyes go to Odell, and he's used to it. Well... (laughs) Come on. I don't know. Ask him how kicking that is. Um... I don't know what you're referencing. You don't. Like, we had this argument before. You don't know the whole thing where he hit a kicking net and it actually turned around and hit him back? No. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that's like the whole drama of the Odell thing really started. Um, but, yeah. I think Odell... I don't I don't know where I want Odell. Like, I, you know, if it's not Indianapolis, I really don't care. That's true. I would... Take him here in a second. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Mostly because I don't think Odell wants to come, and I don't think Ballard would make that move. Indianapolis, again, I'll say it again, 
Green Bay and Kansas City are Midwest. They're not Indianapolis Midwest. And they're not Cleveland Midwest. What, what, would, what is Indianapolis Midwest? No one talks about Indianapolis. Indianapolis is not put on any national games. I'm saying Packers and Chiefs are huge brands in the league. Okay, the Packers are a big brand. The Chiefs are as big of a brand as Mahomes. The minute no, Mahomes, I the minute I know, but go, they're locked into Mahomes for ten years. They're not losing that brand anytime soon. Well, I mean, I didn't think we were losing Andrew Luck anytime soon. But hey, what the heck? Uh, Mahomes had a very different career trajectory. And what do you Andrew mean, Cleveland? Luck. Cleveland is like the biggest hype of they. They were one of the biggest hypes of the NFL this year. People were like, "Oh my gosh, this is the year Cleveland goes to the Super Bowl and whatnot." People were talking about Cleveland, but Cleveland. Let me not to offend anybody. Cleveland sucks. Okay, it's not. It's different. It's like Cleveland. Cleveland is the armpit of the world. Okay, like this. Like this isn't like it's it's the poop stain of the underwear of the world. Like the, this. Like what do you think you call them, the Browns? <laughs> like exactly. Like come on. The, the Cleveland sucks. Like uh, and I anyone from Cleveland like sorry, but that's just you know it. Like the like <laughs> like the, it's different, okay? It's different. Anywhere, anywhere is better than Cleveland. So like, oh, is Green Bay not as good as New Orleans? Maybe not, but guess what? It's not Cleveland, and that's where he's been for a few years. So do you view Indianapolis in the same light? No, Indianapolis is way better than Cleveland. So so Indianapolis is But Indianapolis not Midwest, but for different reasons. Indianapolis is way better than Cleveland, but it doesn't get any national attention. It doesn't get any talk. It doesn't get any primetime games. It doesn't get, like, it's super, super. I mean, Indianapolis is small compared to these other cities. Well, I think small, Brandon. You'll actually be surprised by how populated Indianapolis is. But that's because they include all the surrounding areas. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't see Odell staying in the Midwest. If, if I'm being honest, I'll be honest. If Odell went from Cleveland to Cincinnati, it would be better. Cincinnati is that much better than Cleveland, and it's only it's in the same state. Cleveland sucks. The best. The best. The best thing to ever happen to Cleveland was the best basketball player to ever live happened to be geographically born close to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't say that's the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jim Brown had a good. Uh, <laughs> Jim <laughs> Brown is not LeBron. <laughs> Jim Brown? Are you kidding me? Some people still think he's the best NFL player ever. Yeah, the people who smoke weed in their 60s. Jim Brown was... <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't disrespect Jim Brown. Jim like Brown that. is good. I Good? Jim Brown is arguably the best. And the only reason why he doesn't get the credit he deserves is because he wasn't a player in the Super Bowl era. He played, what, in the 50s and the 60s? Yes. And you think the players... Did, I mean, come on. I think the game Brown, evolves. It's the same it. people that say Bob Cousy is one of the best guards of all time. Every guard playing today would be better than Bob Cousy. Okay, well, that's because they have access to more resources and better coaching. I so think- do the players today in the NFL. <laughs> well, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Hey, Jim Brown, had he had the better resources and the better coaching, he'd be the best running back still. 
I don't think you quite understand how good Jim Brown was. Like Jim Brown was a freaking legend. I think he was good. Come on, and I think and I think at his, at his time he's a legend, and we honor him and he stuff. He is a legend. He's but, still a legend. But I'm just saying, maybe the best athlete to ever exist was born near Cleveland, and that's I didn't the know best. That's where Michael Jordan lived. Oh, get out of here, dude! Couldn't swing a bat. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think LeBron James could, but I mean, he could play tight end. I mean, we've never seen it. We've seen him play wide receiver. When in high school? Oh, he he's he's already got offers from Jerry Jones and Pete Carroll in the yeah, NBA two lockout. Two of the most dysfunctional, loopy owner slash coaches in the league. The the people that would only sign him, so I think it. You know, get a bigger brand for their team. Now, let's be honest here. There's at least one more guy who would do that just for that reason. It's the guy in Jacksonville because it's what he did with Tebow about three months ago. I mean, I, I'll agree with you there, <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. The uh, uh, <laughs> There's some drama last week. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, went on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday, as he always does. Um, it was, well, on Tuesday, everything was fine. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wednesday, we got the news that he had tested positive for COVID and he was going to be out on Sunday. Now, when he was already ruled out for Sunday, that lets everyone know that he is not vaccinated and has to follow the unvaccinated policies because if he were vaccinated, he wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily have been ruled out as soon as he was. Mm -hmm. Um, now... Uh, he came back on Pat's show on Friday to clarify because people started bringing up, you know, he had an interview in August and he had said he was immunized and had kind of talked like he was vaccinated um, and talks about like those other guys that aren't vaccinated, but he was, you know, just caught in a lie. Um, and, uh, and so he came back on Pat McAfee's show on Friday to clarify his statements, he was getting killed by everybody, and uh, and and he gave a like twenty minute uh, speech on the show. He answered some questions. Obviously, uh, had an opinion that's contrarian to the majority, seventy two percent or whatever that have been vaccinated in America, um, and is and is contrary to the overwhelming majority of media. And such. Um, and then he got killed all weekend for that. Um, so I guess he he lost a partnership with a local healthcare provider in Wisconsin. Um, he did. He did. He was back on the show uh, yesterday to or on Tuesday to uh, follow up on. He said, uh, you know, he. He looked back, he sees how some of his comments could have been taken as misleading. He takes full responsibility for any comments that he made that um, people were misled by. Um, he uh, said he's an athlete, not an activist. Um, people shouldn't necessarily listen to him for advice, but he was just saying, this is the research I did, and this is the decision I made for my body, and I encourage everyone to do the same. Um 
the Green Bay was fined $300,000 for violating NFL NFLPA COVID protocols. Rodgers and Alan Lazard were both fined um, almost $15,000 um, for their role. But the, I guess, what, what, I mean, what do you make of the whole, what it's been? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you and I uh, talked about this earlier in the week, and uh, it was, it was interesting, a lot of what he said. Um, where do I want to, where do I want to take this? I think he has said a lot of stuff out of frustration. And when you say stuff out of frustration, there tends to be some things that you say that don't quite resonate with people well, or there are statements that you don't necessarily believe yourself, but you're just so mad at the, uh, idea of what has happened of the recent events that you just say whatever you want to say and say what comes to mind. Um, but I do think, I do think there are some things that you can take out of his, uh, not, not Tuesday's, uh, interview, but the interview that everyone's talking about. I think there are things you can take out of that, that really, uh, that the league can, look into and see, okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers is kind of on to something here. Um, you know, he shed some light on some of the protocols. Of, now be careful here. I want to be able to keep our platform and that we were able to post this. You know, stuff. I don't think, you know, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion outside of, you know, major media. If, uh, you know, if I do say so, oh, I've seen a lot of people come on the show and, or not on this show, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are like either TikTok or YouTube, you know, people who kind of give their opinions and they kind of are saying something along the lines of the same thing where it's like, yes, a lot of what he said was over the top, too far, yada, yada, yada. But we also think that there has been some light shed on the NFL and they're not in their, you know, policies based on unvaccinated players. And I don't think these policies are necessarily wrong for the time that they were installed, you know, between vaccinated and unvaccinated players. But I do think now there is a, uh, there is new, there's more news because, you know, once the NFL season was starting, that was when the COVID vaccinations were really coming out and there wasn't a whole lot of data on the vaccinations, not not on their effectiveness, but just how how strong they are or whatnot. And so we've seen lots of cases so far this year that just because you're vaccinated um, does not mean you're not getting the COVID thing, or it doesn't mean you're not getting COVID, which, you know, before the season started, that was the belief, where it was like, you have like a 95% effective rating. I don't think it's at 95% anymore. I think if you have gotten the vaccine, you know, yes, you are safer. Yes, it does help. Yes, it does benefit, but you are not immune to it. And you are, you know, there is still a relative chance if you are around someone with COVID that you will contract the virus. And your symptoms might not be near as bad or, you know, you might, your body might be able to fight it a lot easier and not actually contract the virus. You know, you, your body might be more immune to that. But it's not as effective as what people were initially thinking at the beginning of the year. 
And Aaron Rodgers kind of shed some light that there was, there have been no changes to this policy of un- unvaccinated players to vaccinated players. It's basically, if you're vaccinated, it's free realm. You don't just get tested once a week. But if you aren't vaccinated, it's every day, 5 a.m., testing, wear a mask 24-7, uh, you know, in some ridiculous policies, even though... You know, if I'm around someone who's unvaccinated and I'm vaccinated, uh, you know, the chance of us contracting the virus, I, you know, I have just only a ever so slightly chance of not contracting it. My symptoms might not be as bad and I might have a little bit better immunity to it than the unvaccinated player. But outside of that, I don't think it's as effective as what people think it is. I think people assume, I think it was oversimplified. People didn't understand how a vaccine works. Yeah. Because the you can still get the disease with a vaccine. The vaccine mm-hmm. is just supposed to help against. Like people, when the vaccine came out, people thought, I get the vaccine, I can't get it. Yeah, because there's multiple different types of vaccinations. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone has like an immunization card. Of like you know Hep C or mm. you know you know all these different like meningitis shots and whatnot and then it's like okay so now I can't get meningitis and it's like you know I don't know what the statistics on that are but like there's a reason why we get a flu shot every year yeah and so it's like and some people still get the flu yeah uh, it's like so you know I think there's different types of vaccinations and this COVID one is just like the flu vaccine yeah um. Not to, to not to suggest that COVID and the flu are the same. No, but, yeah. it's the, no, the vaccine type. <laughs> yeah, the, the vaccine yeah. type where it's like yeah. you know. No, I just choosing... I just know that's the common. I didn't want to get caught in, yeah. in the crosshairs there. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you if you choose to get you know, you know the COVID shot and then you know you choose you know you're gonna have to well you don't have to but like you can choose to continue getting boosters for it. I'd say probably about every year, every eight months that you were saying. Yeah. Something like that. Like, and the flu shot works the same way. You know, people get the flu shot every year. You know, people can get their booster shot every year. Yeah. For COVID. And that's the type of vaccine this is. Yeah. So, the... I'll agree. I think... Like you said, I think if you listen, it's like... (laughs) It's like the other day... um, when my grandma was like, can you believe this is what they're saying? And she said, they're saying that highways are racist. And I went, huh? Like, that's insane. And I look at the article, and they didn't say that highways are racist. They said that the way they're constructed um, isn't as effective for these communities of people. And so it's not like the highways themselves are racist. It's just the, the reason, in, like... The way they were constructed is not as beneficial to minority groups, and so as it is to uh, majority groups, and so it's it's in the same way. It's like you take Aaron Rodgers and you go, "Here's what people are pulling out of what he said." Mm-hmm. If you listen to the full thing, yes, there's some stuff that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I thought the MLK quote was. I like I'm not bringing Martin Luther King into this if I'm yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Like that's insane. Yeah. 
similarly, I guess he had some. He did some other show and said that he felt like he was being crucified, and so then everyone was like, "He thinks he's Jesus," and I was like, "I." That's not I, even what crucified means. I don't. I, I mean, let me. Uh, there were there were crucifixions before Jesus. You know, just that was just Jesus's punishment. I I I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is what people were saying. I, I, you know, I'm just informing people who might, you know, think this way. <laughs> um, the, so I'm just, this is what was being said. So, they're, you know, they're pulling things and they're, if you listen to the full thing, there is some solid stuff in there. Like, you think about, like, Aaron Rodgers as one of the most successful athletes over the past 15 years. And you think... He's got resources and time. Like you think, um, like LeBron spends a million dollars a year on his body, or over a million dollars, or whatever. Yeah. Russell Wilson, same thing. Like these high-level athletes know more about their bodies and what goes into them, probably than the average person. Yeah. Um, and they and and he has the money and the resources and the connections to be able to get information. Um, he talked about a five hundred page document of research. I mean. I, I truly believe, I don't think Aaron Rodgers just went to this one doctor who said, I don't think the vaccine's very good, and he went with it. Like, he consulted multiple sources, did thorough research, looked into this, looked into that. What What's this, if I put this in my body? And I thought he had some very valid points. The, when he brought up that he was allergic to an ingredient in the Moderna and the Pfizer, um, like, and 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 then of course the Johnson and Johnson got pulled um, due to the clotting. Um, when he brings up that he's allergic to one of the ingredients, and he's like, I consulted with my doctors, and they said that the risk of me having a more serious reaction to the allergic reaction as opposed to actually getting COVID, we thought that was more severe, so we opted not to get the vaccine. Like, I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, think that's what everyone says is consult your doctor. Yeah. And if he consults his doctor and him and his doctor agree on this. Yeah. Like he, I mean, who's the NFL to say, Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, that's what, like he said, it's like health isn't a one size fit fits all. And that's absolutely true. Like everyone's bodies are different. It's not, you can't just make one shot in it. Everyone goes the same way with it. I mean, heck people don't react the same way to COVID. Like <laughs> people have, uh, no symptoms. They have some symptoms. They're in the hospital. Like people have all different adverse reactions to COVID itself, um, and the vaccine. Everyone had different reactions. Some people, their arm just hurt for a little bit. Some people were severely tired. Some people got sick for a couple days. Like it's all different. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't think his reasoning for not getting the vaccine was absurd. Um, when uh, he he. Uh, you know, start talking about doing things to boost immune system. I thought, yeah, that's probably pretty smart. He doesn't, he, the vaccine's not an option for him. He's going to do what he can to protect himself the most. Um, the, I, I did think some of the protocol stuff he brought up, like he said, like some of that's far off base. Like, I mean, the, the protocol essentially acts as if a vaccinated person can't get COVID because they're only testing a, a vaccinated person once every two weeks and they're testing an unvaccinated person every day, the unvaccinated person is probably the safest person in the building because you know every single day that they're negative. Um, and, and the vaccinated person, you might not, like, they could they could have it, but they don't get tested for another week, you know? 
Um, and so I, I, I thought some of the protocol stuff he brought up was, was good. Um, I will say the, when he said, I, I see his point when he says like, the only thing I didn't follow was the press conferences because it makes no sense. Like I, I see why it makes no sense. That doesn't necessarily mean though that you don't do it. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're Martin Luther K for not doing it. Like, <laughs> cause that's when he, cause that's when he was like, uh, Martin Luther King said to stand up to rules that make no sense. Uh, Martin Luther King wasn't talking about wearing a mask at a press conference. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, so the, so some of the stuff, that, you know, and as soon as he brings up Joe Rogan, that's a, <laughs> Every, I don't know who that is. Like, uh, of course you don't. But the yeah. but that but that's but that's a whole another another thing that if I'm him I would not have brought up. Um, but the you know the um, I think some of the points were good. I thought some of the points were bad, and 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 you, and that's how we should take everything. Like that's how I feel about politics. I'm like Republicans. Some of the points are good. Some of the points are bad. Mm-hmm. Democrats. Some of the points are good. Some of the points are bad. No one is a hundred percent good and a hundred percent bad, but that's how we tried to make it here. Oh yeah, and, and and again, I don't think there's, I don't think it's, at least my point of view, I don't think going into the season that the NFL should be uh, persecuted for having these horrible restrictive code policies. But what the NFL should do is take this new information. And be able to establish, like, okay, can we make some changes? Are these protocols still as effective as we make them out to be? Like, could we lighten up on some areas? Could we, you know, stricken on other areas? You know, that's how that's how colleges are working today. Be like, adaptive. You didn't, yeah, be don't, adaptive. Don't, don't set them in August and then say that's how it is. Yeah. You know, th- that's... that's exactly how i you know would have liked to uh, have phrased that be adaptive <laughs> and because that's what that's what colleges are doing yeah like, i remember my senior year of college it felt like the rules were changing every single week now granted it was for the worse not you know for the it, better but well, that's cause, well cause, you were in the heat of it at the time yeah because the cases were rising yeah um i'm still signed into my school email and is it obnoxious is it obnoxious that the rules change every day yeah yeah but if they're you know you can't just you can't just ignore what's developing. Yeah. Um, if there are COVID outbreaks, yeah. You know, tighten tighten up on it. If COVID cases are going down, which they are, you know, you know, you don't really hear about that much, but the COVID cases are going down now. You can afford to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we get through all the drama of the week, and now we're into week nine. So we should have known by all the drama that week nine was going to be a weird week because it was a weird week before the NFL season, before the NFL game started. Um, we had the Giants beat the Raiders in New York, twenty three sixteen. That was a game I wish I would have taken because I was on the Giants side. See, I was on the Raiders side, so I would have missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Falcons beat the Saints twenty seven twenty five. Another game I would have wished I'd taken. I was on the Falcons side. I was leaning Falcons, but again, again I couldn't pull the trigger on that. Uh, Jaguars beat the Bills nine to six. Now, okay, well, let's stay in here. I, and, and to the fan bases of the Raiders, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Saints, um, we don't mean to just skip over it, but no one really cares. So here's what we're gonna focus in on: is Bills Jaguars <laughs> nine to six. Let me let me give you this, Ben. Um, the 
Josh Allen for Jacksonville sacked, intercepted, and recovered a fumble for Josh Allen of Buffalo. Um, and tell me, Ben, how did the Buffalo Bills only score six points in this whole game on two field goals? I'm not entirely sure because, like, if you were to tell me going into this week, like, if you're from the future and you're going to tell me the Jacksonville Jaguars were beat the Buffalo Bills, I'm like, okay, I'm going to think about this for a second. I think Trevor Lawrence has to have a great game. Uh, I think this is really his breakout performance. I say it's like 34-28. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I could live with that, you know. But 9-6? to six? Are you <laughs> kidding me? And I think it was not entirely predictable, but if you read into that game against Miami, like, in depth, like... You could have seen this coming because Josh Allen didn't have a good game against Miami either, and Buffalo struggled. The Buffalo offense is very inconsistent this year. Yeah. like And so I guess if you really read into that. Now, the defense is very good, I think, for Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean that's the reason why the Jags only had nine points. But, I mean. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jacksonville could only score nine points. I mean, Jacksonville scored less, but the, <laughs> but the, but the, the offense for Buffalo is what has really captivated people, mm-hmm. and they are really inconsistent this year. Yeah, and it doesn't really make. I I don't quite understand why. Like, they they have no. They haven't had any injuries. It's not like they're bouncing back and forth between people who are in and out and like their running backs aren't great, but at least they have both their running backs. Mm-hmm. Like, they have two running backs and they split carries and. Both of them are fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, they have Stefan Diggs. I mean, they, who did they lose? They lost uh, Josh Brown last over the offseason? John Brown last. John Brown, yeah. Uh, but they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Well, I mean, I still think there's a slight downgrade. But, I mean, to the point of but he should still, not be that big of a He's downgrade. a veteran. He's he's a good receiver. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they lose to Jacksonville. Hey, Jacksonville's a tough place to play. Oh, my me. gosh. Hey. The Colts can't win in Jacksonville, so it must be a tough place to play. Uh, um, the Browns wallop the Bengals forty-one to sixteen. This is the game you had the Bengals, and I was I was I was not gonna take it, but you were so confident in Bengals, I made that one of the games I picked, and thank you very much, sir. You know what? Okay, you cannot. You know, Hammer Down has this rule. You cannot be mad at me for making a pick and getting it wrong, okay? That's just, no. You listen to me on my own accord. That being said, though. You were very wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, this game wasn't even close. No. Well, and you and I had discussed it. I think I think if the Bengals score on that first drive instead of having a pick six. That goes 97 freaking yards. Yeah, like... I don't think it's a blowout. Do the Browns still win the game? I think it's possible, but there's a difference between, you know, seven nothing Bengals and uh, you know, down seven nothing early and then all of a sudden you're in a bad position. Yeah, the Bengals went down and scored on their next drive, but it's like, you know, you're you're tr- you're like fighting and clawing now as opposed to okay, our first drive just was that successful. Mm. So, I don't know really what to make of that game. 
I don't know what that game really says because Baker Mayfield didn't have. It wasn't like Baker Mayfield's coming out party because the team sided with Odell. That was all. I mean, in my perspective, that was all Nick Chubb's game right there, right? Nick Chubb had a monster. Yeah, that that was. Now Baker Mayfield did have a good game. Like don't like don't give me. It wrong. was a Baker Mayfield game. It was a Baker Mayfield win game. Like. <laughs> Wow, we're, we're well, getting Baker really Mayfield specific can't. in how we're categorizing Well, those. because Baker Mayfield can look awful at times, okay? so um, He looked pretty good. Okay, he looked he looked okay. okay. He looked pretty... Do you see the, the throw to people's Joe? Like, he looked pretty good. He he looked as good as Carson Wentz has all year. I mean... So, you th- so you're kind of coming to my side, then. You think Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, about the same? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and you hate Baker. I do. I'll look at the stats on you that. Just get re- back. You just realized what you said. I'll, I'll, um, look at, I'll look at the stats on that and get back to you. But the, the reason why I say that is because Carson Wentz, uh, you know, how many times has he thrown for over 300 yards? Not much. Yeah, like, I think he struggles more. to get to two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, with Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, like, he doesn't need to throw for more than 250 yards. Like, 250 um, yards, two touchdowns, don't throw any picks, I'm happy. <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm saying. Now, I think Carson Wentz has a higher ceiling than Baker. That That's where I would probably draw the line. <laughs> the Patriots destroyed the Panthers 24-6. to Now, I didn't I didn't take this game. I didn't know where it was going. Panthers have been a little inconsistent lately. But they not even close. This is one where... I listened to stats more than my gut, and I got burned. Um, I didn't bet this game. Uh, but regardless, I was on the Patriots side just because of the, you know, they were the hot hand, and I think they were on their upside. And then I listened, oh, well, the Patriots only get their wins against bad defenses because, you know, their quarterback's actually able to move the ball. But against good defenses, they've gotten slaughtered. And so I'm like, okay. And they're like, Panthers are like in the, you know, top 30 percentile of defenses in the league. So I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go with the Panthers. I'll go with the Panthers. Um, I didn't bet it, but I was, I would, that would have been my lean. And it was never the Panthers. Yeah. It was never. Um, I tell you what though, I am glad we did not trade for Sam Darnold and I'm glad we got Carson Wentz. Just saying that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd go so far to say I'm glad we got Carson Wentz. Over Sam Darnold? I think, Because eh. I was saying Sam Darnold was the better pickup. I, yeah, yeah, I think I was too. Um, And I'm going to say I'm wrong about that. Carson Wentz was the better pickup. I'm not sold yet. Um, oh my gosh, Sam Darnold has nearly doubled the interceptions. Finn. How many fumbles does he have? Do you really want me to look up the stat? No, but I is mean, it... come on. I mean, Darnold, everyone he... was talking about how Wentz only has one interception. It's like, yeah, but he has some stupid turnovers. Like okay. the... when he turns the ball over, they're ugly. I'll give you that. They're ugly turnovers, but they're not that many. <sighs> I don't know. They're they're a lot when it when we need them not to be. Um, Bro's just been hurt too many times. <laughs> I've been I've been crossed too much. Um. Broncos Cowboys. Um this was a game we picked. We picked the Cowboys and uh it was 30 to nothing Broncos in Dallas with Dak back. 
And Von Miller out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened. In, okay, here's what I think happened in this game. The Cowboys it ended up on being their first ended, two drives. It ended up being thirty to sixteen, just so I clarify there. But the the sixteen came with like five minutes left. Yeah, the the Cowboys on their first two drives went for it on fourth and either one or two, and missed them both. And I think that just killed their momentum. Like, it, you know, Dak had a terrible game. Yeah, Dak Dak didn't play well. Zeke didn't play that well. Um, and I th- like I saw. Because I have C.D. Lamb on my fantasy team. He had like nine targets and two catches. Like, what the heck? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think how you start a game does kind of define how you're going to finish the game. A, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if the Cowboys on their first drive go down and score a touchdown, as opposed to missing a fourth down, or even their second one, I think it just kills the momentum and like it frustrates it, and then it gives the Broncos hope and the Broncos, because the Broncos didn't score on that first drive, but they scored on the second one, mm-hmm. and then it gives the defense confidence going back out there again. Two fourth down stops, you have a lead. You know everything just felt felt right for the Broncos after that. Um, Vikings Ravens Ravens win thirty four thirty one. We had the Ravens to cover a bigger spread than that. Now, granted, I, I was going Vikings, and you convinced me Ravens. Why is it everything has to be my fault? Because it because why wouldn't it be? I mean, come on! I had two I had two games right here, and and you convinced me to go the I, other I way, think, think and now I missed them all. I think it's fine. Well, I'm everyone on Hammer Down. No, not trying to throw them under the bus, but everyone on Hammer Down have Ravens as well. Um, and Diggs I think had the I, I think Diggs had the Vikings. Okay. Well, okay, most of the people have the Ravens. But, uh, and then, I think I initially had the Vikings on... You had them on the podcast. Yeah, I had them on the podcast. And then you told me Ravens. Yeah. And And you laid out your reasons. Yeah, I just laid out my reasons that, you know, NFC teams don't see Lamar Jackson that much. And so, um... You know, the idea was that if you don't see Lamar very much, it's hard, he's going to be hard to defend. Minnesota didn't have a hard time defending. Um, They did tease us, though. They went up 34-24 at the bar- with two minutes left. Yeah, th- this is like one of those games... Or 31-24, like, sorry. This is like one of those games where they shouldn't have covered, but it looked like they were going to. And then they didn't. And then they didn't. Um, the Dolph, by the way, Ravens and Vikings, both, that was, the, I think both of their th- third overtime games this year. Like they're always in close games. Yeah. Ravens were in overtime against the Raiders. The Colts. Colts. And Vikings. And Vikings. And honestly, there could be another one there. I'm not entirely sure. Um, the Dolphins beat the Texans 17 to nine. So. That's about the only game that you kind of, kind of expected it the way to go the way you went. It, it had there were five turnovers, okay. five five interceptions between the two teams. Yeah, but hey, Jacoby Brissett got a win. Uh, um, Chargers beat the Eagles twenty seven twenty four. Chargers, I would have taken Chargers here. So I, I would have taken Chargers. I just felt like that game was still way too close. That's a game that it's like, why is the line close? And so you, you bet the Chargers because you feel like the line should be way bigger. And you still win, but then you're still asking yourself at the end of it, 
Why was the game close? Uh-huh. I think the Eagles are better than you think they are. You know, you always say that. Yeah, I always see them get clocked. Clocked? The 27-24. Okay, I think the Chargers are slightly overhyped. I'm talking about how in the world did the Eagles get clocked by the Raiders two weeks or prior. But they, or they got clocked by the Cowboys. They played a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Packers lost to the Chiefs 13-7. to We kind of talked about that a little bit. I will say, here's one of the reasons I think Aaron Rodgers stays. Green Bay knows they don't have anything at Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here's what I take away from Jordan Love. It was nothing special, and I think he's a suitable backup. Yeah. I don't think he played horrendous. I don't think he played horrendous, but I would think against, he, he, against Kansas City's defense with the Green Bay Packers offense outside of Aaron Rodgers, I would think he could do a little more than that. Okay, you do realize if the Packers had any kind of special teams, they would have won that game, right? <laughs> Nine points were left on that field by the Packers. And Jordan Love okay. was the, moving the ball, the, getting him the, in the field the snapper, range. The snapper and the holder were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't care who it was. If they had special teams. And didn't they, they didn't they have – was that the game that the, the punt – did the Packers touch it and then the Chiefs recovered? Yeah. 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 All right. So, like, the, the Packers special teams completely fell apart. I think Jordan Love could have gotten a win there. Um, now, granted, I'm not – you know, I'm not going to defend Jordan Love and say he had a great game or anything. I think Jordan Love is a, he's the type of backup that you want where it's like, okay, if I have a good team around you and I've, you know, have Aaron Rodgers gone for three or four weeks, can you win a game? Or can you win, like, a couple games? Uh, I think he could. Uh, problem, problem is, the Packers don't have that good of a team around him. Hold on, though. Special teams aside. Special teams aside? How does he not move the ball better against the Chiefs defense? Well, he moved he moved the ball in field goal range three times, and he had a touchdown in drive. In field goal range, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, you gotta remember this was he's a first round pick. Okay, everyone and their mother knows that Jordan Love should not be a first round pick. He played like he, like where his draft stock should have been, and that is. About a late second, early third. That's his draft stock. That's where he should have been drafted. And that's about how he played. To say Jordan Love is the worst thing since sliced bread? Like, no. Okay, that was the wrong analogy. Um, Jordan Love's the worst thing since, like, Trent Richardson or Johnny Manziel? That's ridiculous. <laughs> um... Cardinals over 49ers, 31-17, with Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins in San Francisco. (laughs) You want to tell me how good the 49ers are again, Ben? I never said the 49ers were good. You said that was a good quality win by the Colts. Forty Nineers just had a bad game. Oh god! <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. The Cardinals are still a good team, and Cole McCoy, he, you know, he, he was once a starter in the league. So, I mean, a veteran backup. He came in, 
won a game. Yeah. I don't know what Looked better than Jordan Love, I'll give him that. Um, the <laughs> Titans... You're just a Jordan Love hater, my goodness. Titans and the Rams. I'm 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 against anyone who disrespects Aaron Rodgers. He didn't disrespect Aaron I know, Rodgers. but he's the subject of it. Oh my um, god. The Titans and Rams. Okay, so Titans win 28-16. Can we just talk about Matthew Stafford threw essentially two pick sixes that entirely flipped that game? Yeah, I thought Matthew Stafford throwing three touchdowns was not asking a whole lot. Um, he didn't throw one. No, I think he threw one at the end. Oh, at the very end. Yeah, at the end of the game, he threw one. Um, I thought the Rams winning by seven wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> well, we, we know the Titans are players right now. They are the best team in the AFC by record. By record. The let me. I want to re-clarify this. Matt Stafford threw two pick sixes, essentially. That changed this entire game. Yeah, well... Yes, those are bad throws. Here's where I'll give the Titans credit. Their pass rush was very good. Was very good. They Stafford was not comfortable all night. Like, and I didn't real. I didn't remember their pass rush being that good. It wasn't. <laughs> like it really wasn't. Like Carson two sprains. Like you know. Like even though you never felt the Colts were going to win that game. The Colts lost that game by what nine, and that was because like Tennessee kicked a field goal that would uh that no Tennessee scored a touchdown and went for two that put the game to nine. Yeah, and then the Colts missed a field goal that would have made it a six point game. That way they could have gotten an outside kick attempt, but they missed it anyway. Colts suck. Yeah, yeah. But point is, like even watching that game, I'm like, okay, was Carson Wentz under so much duress that game? He really wasn't. He was able to drop back, throw the ball effectively. You know, it wasn't a blowout. Mm-hmm. But, boy, that game, the Rams and Titans game, Stafford didn't have a second to breathe, and he didn't have any ankle sprains to my knowledge. Um, the Steelers and the Bears. This one, Monday Night Football, Steelers win 29-27. Uh, well, I guess, should I say Steelers and the refs won 29-27? Um, very heavily favored the Steelers, the, the way the game was called. Um, I mean, it's been talk of controversy all, all day yesterday was yeah, how I, horrible that officiating was. Yeah, I didn't watch, I'll admit, I did not watch a lot of that game. Um, Just, again, again, the taunting <laughs> penalty, I, I did see that. I did not agree with it. Um, you see the hip check? Oh, that the official gave? Yeah. Yeah, uh. The right, I here's the thing: the taunting, whatever you know. I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't think anyone liked it. It was a terrible call. It was on a third down, and it was well. It came after a third down sack, so it was essentially it gave the Steelers another drive. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers go down; they were able to kick a field goal, extend to twenty six twenty, take another like minute and a half off the clock. Um, the thing that I think really adjusted the game. The Bears at half had thrown a touchdown and they ruled that the offensive lineman of the Bears had made an illegal cut block and he hadn't. And no one saw it. <laughs> or like the you know the official official uh you know the TV official came on and he said that's not the right call. Like, you know, whatever. They take back the touchdown. 
On the next two plays, Justin Fields is hit late, mm-hmm. and they call no roughing the passer. And everyone's sitting there going, come on, that's got to be roughing the passer, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking Fields, guys running around offensive linemen. If you could not do that, that would be great. Um, the if the Fields is coming around the offensive lineman, or not Fields, Pittsburgh guy coming around the offensive lineman, and Fields throws it, and the guy is coming around, and so Fields throws, and he gets around, and he takes like three steps and hits him, and and, and brings him down, and they're like, it's pretty late. The next play, same de- same deal, like gets hit pretty late, no flags, and they have to settle for a field goal. Uh, when it should be like first goal at the one. I mean, like, the, I think at one point, I think going into the fourth or something, the there had been like twelve penalties called on the Bears and one on the Steelers. Like it, like, and it was weird stuff. Like it's just like, how is that not? Um, all the all the way through, all the way through to the taunting and the ref giving a hip check to the player, and then the I mean, it was just. That that crew shouldn't. They should either be suspended. At the very least, they're not going to be refing any more prime time national games that the NFL is going to have a lot of eyes on. Yeah, you deserve to do uh, Dolphins and Texans every week for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I mean, there's. I mean, they're making big calls. You know, like the yeah, like these. Like I, I will say, I don't think. The Bears, I think, out. I forget what the official stat was, but I know at some point in the fourth, the Bears had outgained Steelers by a hundred yards. Like the Bears, I watched the whole game. The Bears thoroughly outplayed the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Steelers should not have won that game. These calls that they make, extending drives, the calls that they make to take away Chicago touchdowns. Uh, not advance Chicago's drives. Like the, it, it all changed everything. <laughs> yeah, and I saw Pat McAfee's uh, spiel on um, how bad officiating's been, and I, I, there's not a thing that Pat McAfee said that I completely or that I disagree with at all. Like, uh, they use these sky like officials mm-hmm. and whatnot. To like get some of these calls right and wrong and whatnot, and they discuss, but they don't use them as often as they should. Mm-hmm. And then the officials that are currently on the field, they just suck sometimes. <laughs> They're not consistent with their calls. Like my problem with the rough and the passer penalties, they throw that flag too dang often, and then you're gonna come out on Monday Night Football, primetime football, and not make that call at all. <laughs> Like what the heck is going on in this league? Do they are they like saying okay? It's, it's better. Up. It's better for us if we have ref controversy. Yeah, it's like is that what they think? I mean, like come on, like there's you gotta this can't be. I mean, no. I know it's an imperfect system, but like, I mean, like even like I heard Coward like he's like I you know Coward always is like. Stop complaining about the refs. Yeah. Like, he even came on and he was like, Bears got hosed last night. Like, the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, we've had, like, four games this year that are like that, where the officiating is horrendous. Yeah. And it's like, I, uh, you know, I'm the same way. Like, I'm the just... Packers and Niners game. The whole reason the Niners stayed in that game with the Packers is because they just kept giving them fake penalties to keep their drives going. Yeah. 
again, completely agree. It's just, it's, you know, there comes a point where it's like, okay, NFL officiating needs to be seriously looked at. Yeah. And these, I hate, I hate the term point of emphasis because that means you are, not only are you deliberately looking for it, but if it's anything close, you're going to throw it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not really how it should be. If it's there, it's there. Now, maybe you look for it a little bit more, but it doesn't mean you force it. Yeah. And so that's why I think that, like, with these rough of the past penalties, oh, we're really going to emphasize the head and neck area. Oh, uh, I'm just going to, like, come up and try to swat it, land on your shoulder pads, but make slight contact with my elbow to your uh, face mask. Oh, 15 yards, automatic first down. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, that. that is ridiculous ridiculous to some and it's like with the mobile quarterbacks nowadays it's not fair no because like you know they're more mobile um they're tougher to chase down and so it's like you know if kyler murray's running and you're a big old defensive lineman you have to dive and he's faster than you so you're just trying to make any kind of like shoestring tackle or not but you guess what you can't make a shoestring tackle because it's below the knee yeah I, well, I, this is the NFL, but it's college I saw when I was working Saturday. The a Kentucky game. Uh, they miss a face mask when the, on a sack. Mm-hmm. So a guy sacks. He sacks by grabbing quarterback's face mask. Brings him down. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's going. I think they were down. I forget. They were driving for a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and this would have been, you know, 15-yard penalty. It puts them in the, at like the 25 or 30. I mean, it puts them in. Much better position to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they miss the face mask. The quarterback is screaming. Like, he's like, you know, giving the signals, grabbing his face mask, screaming at the ref. The coach is also screaming at the ref. I mean, everyone saw this face mask. <laughs> and the ref throws the flag. And he calls unsportsmanlike conduct on Kentucky for screaming at the ref, on the coach, for screaming at the ref for missing the face mask. And that's a 15-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden... Not only did you not give them 15 yards to go forward, mm-hmm. you actually took them 15 yards back. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- then they had, like, a third or fourth in, like, 30 instead of, like, because the sack counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they added 15 yards onto it. So they had, like, third or fourth and 30 instead of having, like, first and 10 at the 25. Like, completely changed the game. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, mm, I, I don't know what to say anymore because, like, I've consistently tried. It's like being a dead drum. Like, is it, being a dead horse. Dead horse. Gosh, something that was beating up a drum. I need to work on my analogies for crying out loud. You need to work on your English. Yep. Oh, well, just analogies. <laughs> you can shut your mouth about the other thing. Um, but yeah. You can't emphasize this point enough. Like, the officiating has been bad. They know they've been bad. And they're not doing anything to fix it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is the head of officiating declaring war on the whole system. Because, like, the pass interference. The NFL tries to interfere with, like, pass interference calls. And it's like, we just want right calls. Yeah. The, the minute NFL officiating gets better is the minute you stop complaining about it. 
the like I don't know if they think it's better for them if they have like people talking about them all week. And, and I know like these refs think that we come to the games to see them, but the like the minute that no one complains about the refs, it's a better product because everyone like like. There, especially with you know sports gambling, like there is so much sports gambling, coach jobs, player jobs, everything yeah. goes into these officiating calls. Yeah, the product gets better when officiating is good. Yeah, like it's like like you get officiating to be so bad, like people are gonna say, "Well, I know the Steelers are gonna beat the Bears because they want the Steelers to beat the Bears." It's rigged, you yeah. know, like you know, like it's stuff like that, and people walk away and they get tired of it. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, they need to implement this, like, quote-unquote sky ref, whatever they've been doing, like, a lot more. Because, think of it, I get it, you're on the ground level, you're not going to be able to see everything. And, or, sometimes you have to let some stuff go that you think may or may not have been a penalty, yeah. and then looking back, you do see it's a penalty, to where, like, let's say on that Kentucky call, well, let's say if he was, let, let's say if all he could see was the back of the quarterback, you know, hypothetically speaking, I didn't see the play, but let's say if all he could see is the back of the quarterback and he couldn't see the face mask, yeah. and then someone's up there be like, oh, hey, we have a face mask, and he can actually ping it down to the official, yeah. and then they can talk back and forth, be like, hey, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he uh, firmly grasped the face mask, like fingers were like in his face and everything. Well, and that's and, what like Pat's saying, I don't know if it's an ego thing, like these refs are, you know... They they don't they want to make they don't want to give you the challenge because then it makes it means they're wrong and yeah. the, or or they don't want to listen to the sky judge because it means they're wrong yeah like I don't know in into which you know you're getting paid to get the calls right okay so if you get I feel like they should be fine if they get egregious there calls should wrong. be accountability with the officials if they ref a game bad yeah like uh, egregious missed calls. Should be accounted for, such as like you know, if you if you if you miss a call, mm-hmm. it should be like we're taking away your game check. Yeah, you blew the game. Well, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it should be that. I know, but there should there should be levels. Yes, yes. Like there, like that should be a level. Yeah. Like people, like you can't, and and you know, like I I don't I don't know what the official. Thing is, I know like Thielen had said officials need to be full time employees, and 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 so they only. I don't know what their what their deal is. I know they get paid a lot of money to ref these games. Mm-hmm. Like there should be fines, suspensions, all the all of it, just as you would a player. Mm-hmm. Like for like you know Cassius Marsh was saying, you know if I hip check an official, I get thrown out of the game. The official hip checks me, and it's like he throws a flag on me. Like the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, what's what's the what's the where's the accountability on the other side? Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't know. It's just it's it's bad. The league was so much better with Ed Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> um, because at this point, I'm just ready for replacement refs. I mean, at this point, I mean, they, they haven't gotten... Because at least they, there's an excuse Al, with the replacement they, refs. They, they, had, they had Alberto River on, and they went from him to Walt Anderson. Like, they haven't been even getting good head of officiatings. Yeah. Like, it, and everyone knows who should be the head of officiating right now. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy on CBS? Oh. Uh, I don't know what station they are specifically. I know Pereira's. Um, I think he's Fox. I don't like Pereira. Uh, Gene Tessitore. Uh, um, 
is I think he's CBS. Um, I think it's Gene. Gene, what was it? Something. I think it's like Stegator or something like that. Tessator. I, I thought it was an S, but. Uh, but yeah, the the one around CBS. That's that's the one that I feel like is best equipped for a head of officiating. Sterator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one I would pick because whenever he is brought on, he explains what the call is, and then he. Well, that's what all the good refs. You know, you know, all the good refs are getting contract. They get. They get a better, they get more money, and they get less scrutiny by being in that role. Yeah. So all the best ones are going to those roles on TV. Yeah. I mean, that's what Pat McAfee said, too. It's like, you know, all these good reps, they're getting these TV contracts, and they don't get the crap that they get for being an official. Yeah. Um... This week, so far, the Raiders have cut former first-round pick Damon Arnett after video surfaced of cornerback making death threats and brandishing guns. So right now, the um, Raiders front office is looking really good. They have cut both their first-round picks this year. Or over the past couple of years. And Henry Ruggs and Damon, Damon Arnett. Yeah, and if you're asking me, like, it, it's kind of disappointing because, you know, you you almost feel for the Raiders a little bit, like, just as an organization, just because they've had a good season up to this point, mm-hmm. despite all this drama that's been going yeah, on. Yeah, throwing John Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, you, you really feel for the fans, the organization, but, you know, it, it's there's, also, there comes a point where it's too much. But also with the stuff like this, like, this is the stuff when you, like, you talk about going into the draft that's so important to figure out when you're mm-hmm. talking about drafting players. Yeah. For them to have two two consecutive years of their first-round picks now being cut a week apart from each other because of massive mistakes and problematic behavior. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, that's stuff that is supposed to get weeded out in the drafting process. And it's like, I get that. Certain, but like... cer- certainly in your first round anyway. Yeah. Because, because if... You know, if if Damon Arnett, if everyone thought he's first round talent, but he ends up dropping in the fourth, and they go, "What? What's going on? What do people know that we don't?" Mm-hmm. And he gets drafted in the fourth round, and this happens. It's like, oh well, they they lost their fourth round pick because of this. But he, yeah. but he had great talent, but he had concerns. Like yeah. you know, part of me wonders, like, how much of this is because they live in Vegas, like. That is a question. That was a question when they moved to Vegas. How do, how would young athletes manage being in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe the Vegas or uh, Las Vegas Raiders need to take a page out of the Rams' book. Just trade away your draft picks and get veteran players, because you don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna handle being in Las Vegas. Yeah. So I mean, they've used a lot of their draft picks now. Because they got a they got a bunch when they traded you know they trade Amari Cooper they trade Khalil Mack, those I think those picks went towards like Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, <laughs> mm-hmm. and those picks weren't bad. No, I, I mean they were know, they were good what, in what? hindsight. Yeah, and 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 well not in hindsight. as players as in, players in foresight yeah yeah as players, um, but you know you, you there's gotta be. 
you know, you know what I'm thinking. It's like you you got to be smart on the field or off the field. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to be smart off the field when you're 22 and a millionaire and you live in Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, because <laughs> like, would Odell go to Las Vegas? That's a party city. I can see it. <laughs> Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. No, I I know. I was just I, was, I, 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 I just you know. Um, there was a suit filed Tuesday that alleges that Vikings running back Dalvin Cook assaulted a woman. Um, his attorney or his side is that um, he was assaulted and extorted. I guess I I read the report or the statement from Cook. Mm-hmm. The Allegedly, this happened last November. Um, the woman was an ex-girlfriend. She had um, uh, come into his home, like without invite. Like he wasn't. She he, she didn't break in. She had a stolen like garage door opener or something. I mean, that's still breaking. I I know it's bre- Yeah, but I I'm like she didn't like break. Yeah, you know. But she she came into the house, broke in, mm-hmm. um, and he had guess over um says that um she came in pepper sprayed cook and his guests held them at gunpoint kept them in the house um cook i think she threatened one of his female visitors cook attacked her to get the gun away i'm trying to remember now but the um, essentially, I think her suit is that he uh, like attacked her. Um, his suit is saying that they were in a relationship, but she was a most emotionally, physically abusive. So they broke up. She has she came back, broke in, did all this stuff, um, and any injuries that she sustained from Dalvin Cook are a result of her own unlawful behavior. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a messy situation. It is. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You know, this is more. There's a lot of he said, she said type things. But let me just clarify my stance. If what Dalvin Cook's statement is true, the whole domestic violence aspect of this is thrown out. Like, because Dalvin Cook has a right to defend himself and defend no, the guests of his household. That, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 her allegation is that he attacked her. His which could be true. Which could be true. His 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 side of the story uh, that he has, you know, he's his attorney says they have witnesses for and whatnot. But he he's saying the only reason he attacked her is because of her actions in this yeah. manner. In so which Calvin, so or, so not Calvin, uh, Dalvin Cook has every right to do that. Yes. No. No one. I don't think anyone's arguing that. But okay. it's just a matter of people not knowing which side it's on. Throw in the fact that NFL players, specifically running backs, have had a rough history the last few years with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a story anyone I don't I don't think anyone expected this story to happen. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook's been having a great year. There hasn't really been any, you know, um, signs of any you know drama going on outside of football for him. Um, uh, I don't know how this impacts the Viking. I don't know how this impacts him as far as you know. Is he still is he still eligible to play right now? Like, um, I would assume he is. 
um until until they get the the verdict in but the but it's a very it seems like a very messy case <laughs> uh yeah um it it does seem like a uh difficult case and it's just so hard because so many there are NFL players who are guilty of it, and because those are the ones who have been guilty of it, now everyone's just going to think any accusation is going to make the NFL player guilty, and, you know, people are saying, oh, well, the Raiders have released two players without, um, without their, uh, their courts deciding on innocent or guilty, and it's like, well... You know, when it comes to he said, she said, you can't really do anything until the courts have decided. Yeah. Whereas in the other situations, we there's like, not a doubt in anyone's had, mind. Yeah. Henry Ruggs did what he did, and there's not. And if there's a video that that like, is leaked, R- like Ray Rice, like everyone then, knows, Ray Rice did that. Like. <laughs> and that was that was horribly handled by the NFL too. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's huh. it's it's gonna be a story. Yeah. Um. I'll try and let's preview these games coming up real quick, and then we'll be out of here. All right. Okay, then you get going. I know. Um, tomorrow we got Ravens-Dolphins. I know what we did, and I know Ravens are always in close games. And I'm not, like I said, I'm going to be taking a break here just because I have no idea what's happening mm-hmm. right now. I would go Ravens here, seven and a half. It's in Miami, though. Raiders, seven and a half. I don't know. Ravens. Oh, Ravens, seven and a half. Shoot, I don't know. The, the I, I I don't think I can bet this game. Like logic tells me Ravens. That's logic, what I'm saying. Logic tells me Ravens. That's why I'm not. I'm trend. Not, my pick, uh, my pick without any any money on it or anything. Yeah, would be Ravens. The that. trend has been the dogs are covering. Yeah, whether they're winning or they're covering, that's the trend. So I, I don't know. Give me give me the Dolphins. I'm following the trend. <laughs> Okay, then this will be interesting. Jacksonville at Indy, ten and a half. You gotta follow the trend. Like it's a divisional game. The Jaguars are on the up and up. Like, and the Jaguars always play the Colts well. You 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 even said it last year. Yeah, last year the Colts couldn't cover ten. Now here's 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 the thing. What? This time I'm going to take the Colts. Cause I'm Mister Negative, you know, and I and you know I always think the Colts are gonna suck, and and I always pick against them, mm-hmm. and and so obviously you took Jacksonville, so that makes you Mister Positive, but um, I'm gonna take the Colts here because it's an in Indy. If it was in Jacksonville, I would take Jacksonville. I mean that that's absolutely fair. I would I would take the Colts if I could trust my logic. That I would probably include. I will probably include the Colts in. The mon- in a money line in a parlay. Yeah, I think the Colts should win this game. Yeah. This this is a game where I'm like, where I could be at the end of the game, I'm like, why is this a three-point game? But the Colts win. Like, Yes. I, it feels like it could I, be. I, I easily could see the Jacksonville covering. But I'm going to take the way the Colts have played at home and the way that Jacksonville has historically been this year to take the Colts here. Okay. Um... The Browns at the Patriots. 
and the Patriots are getting a point and a half favorite. And I'll just tell you right now, give me the Browns and all of the Browns. I would take Browns money line here, plus 108. Hmm. I don't know. The Patriots are the hot hand right now. So are the Browns. I don't I don't think a win over Cincinnati right now is that impressive. But it's a, the way they won post Odell. I'm taking Patriots. I am taking Browns money line. And I will I will we'll come back and I'll be right and we'll talk about that. Um the Falcons at the Cowboys. Oh, putting himself on the line on the podcast. There we go. The Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys, it's in Dallas. Minus nine. Why is all logic just not making sense anymore? I don't know. I'll tell you, Here's the other thing. So here's what I'll say here. I'll give you my pick. These are easy to make when I know I'm not. Potentially putting anything on it. I'm taking the Cowboys minus the nine. I don't. Dak cannot have a, as bad a game as he had last week. It's in Dallas. The Falcons, while they have played well these previous weeks, I don't think they're they can't they're not consistent. And I think it, I think they're due for a clunker. But nine points, like all I mean, you know, Cowboys can win this like twenty seven twenty. But I I think, I know, but I think they're due for a clunker. And I think the Cowboys are going to be a lot better than they were. You know, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll side with you on this one. Just because even though Vaughn Miller was gone, I think the Denver defense is a lot better than what people give it credit for. Yeah, their secondary is amazing. They have a great secondary. They still have Bradley Chubb and yeah. an edge rusher. I don't think the Falcons have that great of a defense. And so... No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. It is minus 13 Buffalo. Mike White is starting. <laughs> and give me the Bills. <laughs> In Buffalo? In New York. Which is suggesting that if it was in Buffalo, this game would be 20. <laughs> Bills did, or the Colts didn't move the ball at will against that Jets defense. Yep, screw it. Give me the Bills. The uh, Saints at Tennessee, Tennessee minus three. That's it? This is in New Orleans? This is in Tennessee. I I say New Orleans at Tennessee, and then you never know where I'm talking about. Because I'm literally only listening for the line. Um, also, I cannot believe that Tennessee's only favored by three. Give me the Titans. Who's playing quarterback for the Saints? It doesn't matter if it's. Not. Adil, it, it does. Tell me who it is. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon? Give me the Saints. You think. That the Saints the Rams, can cover. The Rams, the only reason they lost that game is because Stafford threw two pick sixes. 
And that snapper was running for his life he, with that. 28-16. It would have been 7-7 seven, seven at half without the two pick sixes. 7-7? Seven, seven. It, it was 21-7 at half, Tennessee. How did the Rams get their touchdown? Uh, the... I, I don't think... No, I think this is... Or maybe it was 21-3. Right? Yeah, because the, the, the Rams only had one touchdown that game. Yeah. And that so, was at the end. So maybe it was 21-3, 21-6. Bottom line, two touchdowns that the Titans had were directly because of Matthew Stafford, which should count towards my... But essentially, essentially you're saying you're giving three points... For the Saints to cover. Or the Saints are just going to flat out win. The Saints have a better defense. Not a better defense. They have a good defense. And I think they're not going to make the same mistakes of just... Tennessee's defense isn't that good. They were fortunate that Stafford threw them two pick sixes. Um, I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Titans. Doesn't matter who's starting. Tampa at Washington minus nine and a half to Tampa at Washington. Where at? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, give me, give me Tampa. I think Washington's done. Yeah, give me Tampa. I don't. I can't. It, this is a game you either like Tampa or you don't pick it. Yeah. Um, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus nine. I'm not picking this game. Even for nothing? I I, 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 Because I don't want to pick Detroit, but everything in my being wants me to pick Detroit. I'll take the Steelers. All right, you can do that. Maybe the refs can give you another game. The, I don't know. The, the Pittsburgh defense... Yeah, I know. ...will... Jared Goff's not... Uh, the Bears' offense overperformed. Mm-hmm. Detroit has not been able to find offense this whole year. Yeah. I'll take the Pittsburgh defense to hold Detroit low and trust that the Pittsburgh offense is able to get some points but on just, the defense. But I just feel like eight points is way It's a much. lot of points. I don't like it. I'm yeah. not... I wouldn't take it if it was for something. Yeah. But just to give a pick, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings at Chargers. Chargers minus three, and give me the Chargers amidst the drama. Chargers in LA against who? Vikings. Okay, sorry. I I was still caught up on the Steelers line. It's my bad. My mistake. Um. What What was the drama that the Chargers have? The dra- Chargers don't have any. The Vikings have the Dalvin Cook drama. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I just... You know what? Give me the Vikings. This just seems to me like a game that if the char- the Chargers have to win it if they want to be... If they want to be continuing on. Uh, I think I think both teams are going to play like that. And I think the Chargers are coming down to earth a little bit. They just beat the Eagles. Bo, you were never going to convince me that beating the Eagles is a quality win. Oh. Carolina at Arizona. Arizona minus ten and a half. I'm guessing they think the Kyler and Hopkins are going to play. 
Okay, and you moved on way too fast. Okay, I got here. Carolina at Arizona. Ten and a half. I'm guessing that means that they think Kyler and Hopkins are going to play. One more time. I'm just kidding. Um, hmm. The over-under is 44. That's low. I, I don't think I can make a pick on that. Dude, just, this isn't the show. Um, the <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. For the sake... Tens, Give me the tens Cardinals. Too, tens too much. Okay, give me the Panthers. Give me the Cardinals. They were a five-point and an underdog of the Niners, and they destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, It's in Arizona. Seattle at Green Bay. At... Oh, sorry. Seattle at... Seattle at Green Bay. At Green Bay. Seattle at Green Bay. Seattle Seahawks playing in Green Bay against the Packers. Packers favored by three and a half. Russell Wilson's expected to be back. Aaron Rodgers is expected to be back. I'm sorry, what's the line? <laughs> I'm sorry, you go, you want to keep doing that to me. I mean... <laughs> Give me Seattle. Bo's not happy with me, guys. I don't know what I don't I don't know what to pick here. Um, I, the safe choice is I, Seattle. I will take Seattle because of the the lack of Rogers at the very earliest is getting back Saturday. Yeah, so I'll take Seattle. Um, Eagles at Broncos. Eagles. At Broncos. Would you stop that? You, uh, well, uh, you. If I go through the first time, you say repeat that. What, what do you want? You don't need to say it five times. Uh, that was the second time. But I knew My, you were going to say it five times. I wasn't going to. I was going to say. You said the Seattle one five times. That was a joke. <laughs> I, I'm a comedian, and I know how to. I know what. You are not a comedian. I know what timing is, and I know that that's an old joke. After you do it once, you don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Minus two and a half, Broncos. And if you dare ask anything about who they're playing or where they're at or what's the line. Give me the Broncos. Give me the Eagles. I don't know how you can ever take the Eagles, but... Chiefs at Raiders. Minus two and a half to the Chiefs. Give me the Raiders. Chiefs can't cover anything. How soon would Odell have to get in to be eligible for this game? I don't know. I don't know. Depends I, if he's vaccinated or not. I don't yeah, I don't know. Um This is Sunday night football. Um Well yeah, give me the Raiders definitely in this situation. I know I shouldn't. But like a drug, you just can't quit. I'm going to take the Chiefs. How many times do you got to put your hand in the fire before you realize it burns? But sometimes it doesn't. Uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually it comes back. 
I think here's the thing. I think Sunday night football, the Raiders, all this drama. I think the Raiders have so much going on. It doesn't help. They're losing players. The Chiefs, Sunday night football, Patrick Mahomes in front of his biggest fan, Chris Collinsworth. I think, you know, I said this earlier in the year and it didn't work, but I just think when the lights come on, the stars come out, and the Chiefs are a far more talented team than the Raiders. That's why that Giants game was a three-point game? The lights aren't the brightest on Monday night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, give me, give me the Raiders. And by the way, three points here would cover. Um, the <laughs> Monday night football is the Rams and the Niners in San Francisco, minus four to the Rams, and give me the Rams all day. They don't have two bad games in a row. And the Niners clearly suck. Yeah, four is, four is a little low. Give me the Rams. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Ben. That's what I'm talking about. Anything else you want to say before we go here? Where was that 49 game at? Okay, that has been it for Run Up the Score. You can check out the link in the show notes. Send us an email. Send us your takes. Share it with friends. Join us on social media. All the good stuff. And uh, we will be back next week when we recap week 10. We see how Bo, you know, he decided not to bet. And somehow he went 14 of 14 on the games. And and uh, and we'll see. How, how did Ben just completely miss everything? And um and we agreed like on half of them. Oh, uh, he missed everything that Bo didn't agree with him on. And the and the well, and we're just gonna have to hold you accountable on that Browns one. Oh, the I go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Um, we will see you next week here on Run Up the Score with Ben Bachman and Bo Mollett. Um, and the Browns, we already know they won. Come on.